Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. That was rough. That the, our technical difficulties. I we were hoping we were gonna. Well, we're three, three, four episodes in now, and I I feel like we should be pros at this and not wondering where did we find the microphone button? Is it to the right I'm or still, the left? I'm still struggling. I I'm still struggling with the technology. So yeah, it's just I've just never felt older than I did trying to trying to start recording today's podcast. So hello, hello. <laughs> By now, we've listened to our first three episodes of this podcast. And how do you feel now after having listened to your voice for three hours straight? Oh, uh, well, I, I I made the smart decision to not uh, listen to it three hours in a row. Like, I, to, to break it up. Because, um, yeah, it's like, list, you know, you hate that, like, when you leave a voicemail and you're like, God, is that, is that really what I sound like? Imagine that, but... It much better quality, and yes, that is what you sound like, but part of your job is listening to it. So, yeah, yeah. it's nothing like listening to your own voice. But I loved it. I thought, I mean, I, I, I am very happy with it. I mean, Thanks. it doesn't really matter what we think, though, because you and I could, you know, sit in a room by ourselves and be like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. 
we're irrelevant. It's we're, all, right, this right. is all it's about really, the Tanneritos. It's really all about the Tanneritos and if, uh, yeah, if they are, uh, if, if they're on board with us. And it, I, I feel like they are. I feel like they are. I feel like we're going to bring them on this journey with us, regardless of how many times we screw up the facts or right? laugh uh, at wait. ourselves. Well, speaking of screwing up the facts, didn't we decide that it's going to be Fanaritos? Oh, yeah, Fanaritos. See? Well, this brings me to an important point that there, there's already arguments going on well, well, on the socials about was, do you, that, is it Tanneritos? It's all me, by the way. Or it's just Tanneritos. Me. Uh, wait, what? Well, the, everyone's debating whether it's Tanneritos or Tanneritos. Like, is it spelled with an N or a T? Which I know the wait, answer, wait, 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 I, but wait, does it really wait, matter? Wait, wait. People care. Like, I don't wait, know why wait, people what care. What do you mean it's spelled with a T? Oh, is it Tannerinos? In the original show, Full House, right. it was spelled Tannerinos. But they changed the spelling in Fuller House so to Tanneritos. But I just say it the same way. I just say, hola, Tanneritos. Like, I just say it. I don't think about how it's spelled. But people are noticing <laughs> the spelling difference. It's sort of, is it like the Yanny... Sound like what do you hear? Do you hear Tannerinos or do you hear Tannerinos? Oh yeah, like, it's like the blue or gold dress. The blue, like, what right, do you right, right. I, I don't know. I I don't know which is correct because I feel like whichever camp I I pick, it, it's technically. Yeah, are wrong. you team Tannerinos or team Tannerino? It sounds the same too. I, here's the thing. I think I originally was team Tannerinos because I seem to remember when we first heard it or you said it in the script in Fuller. Weren't we all kind of like, wait, was that it or was it Tannerinos? We're, we all kind of were thrown by it. Right. And then we talked about it and we're like, now we're just going with Tannerinos. And then we were like, yeah, I guess it sort of sounds like, okay, fine, Eidos is, but whatever. Technically, we're both right and we're both wrong. And really, that's, that's as much agreement as we're going to get in today's times. <laughs> and, on, and ironically, nobody ever picked up on this because they're watching Full House. They're not reading the scripts like we are. Until we named our podcast How Rude Tanneritos, and now everybody's got and an now, opinion about it. Well, that was why we did it. Just to, It was <laughs> purely for the obviously huge controversy. So <laughs> <laughs> We're so scandalous on this We're, podcast. I, yeah, yes. I mean, that's really, that's huge. Breaking <laughs> All right, well, now that, now that we've mumbled for <laughs> a few minutes, should we get into this, this episode, our next episode, or do you more mean, you want to chat about? <laughs> I, I'm well. I look. There's always things I want to chat about. Um, one of which is that uh, we saw our mutual friend, or I saw our mutual friend Gwen Victor two <gasps> days in a row. You which did, which was wonderful. Yes, oh. she was uh, our dialogue coach um, that worked with us uh, in later years, and um, she, yeah, I got to see her at a, a play reading that I did, and um, also out at the picket lines. Oh, that's so, so awesome. Yes. I, I love all of this. And yes, I yes, love yes. Gwen so much. She's fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah, love her. Anyway, just that was a fun little mutual friend moment that that I said I would tell her that you said hello. Or that, Aww. well, you know what I mean. Maybe she's listening to this podcast. I don't know. Maybe. She doesn't do social media. So I don't know if she's ever going to hear this shout she's out. She's the smartest one out of all of us. For sure. <laughs> oh, sorry, just knocked over a leg. <laughs> This is maybe by season two we'll get our acts together, and I hope the Tanneritos no, are still no, around. No, you've worked with me for years and seasons. You know how this goes. We never get it together. No, 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 no. And I'm always knocking things over. <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, yeah, I guess we should get into the next episode since that's sort of the point of the podcast. So that's why um, we're here. Yeah. Well, it's Great. not the only reason we're here, but it's like 99% of it. All right. Well, 
Welcome back, everybody, to How Rude Tanneritos. <laughs> We're here to discuss season one, episode two, which is titled Our Very First Night. It aired on September 24th, 1987, and it goes a little something like this. The girls are rocking when Uncle Jesse is left in charge of them for the night. But Danny is reeling when he arrives home to find Jesse conducting a band practice. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick, who has directed every single TV show he, on the planet. Yeah, he's directed so many things. Um, he didn't do the he did not do the pilot though, did he? Or did he do the pilot? I think he did the pilot. Yes, um, he did do the pilot, yes, and I think he did yes. a lot of yeah. He did a lot of um, the first season, but not. All of it, I don't think. But yes, he did. He's directed a ton of stuff. And he wrote the book on sitcom directing. Yes. Did you read that before you I directed read, I Fuller I did House? read that book. I did read that book. And he was one of the people uh, that inspired me to to really try it out. He was like, Jodes, you you know what you're doing. You need to try this. Mm. Uh, and we were actually at breakfast at uh, a deli by the house. At Art's Deli. So yeah, I mean, imagine Joel and his delis. He's always happiest there. <laughs> I love Joel. Yes. Um, this episode was written by Jeff Franklin, and it has a few guest stars. Uh, Judy Aronson stars as Raven, who is the only female member of Jesse's band. She is also known for Weird Science, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, and Beverly Hills 90210. Ooh, very cool. Um, and then this is also guest starring David Wakefield, the pizza man, which we'll get to the pizza man. Just yes. wait. Well, I, you know, ironically, I actually still talk to Judy Aronson. Um, we, Do you? Like, we're social media friends. And yeah, and um, I saw her at an event that uh, Caitlin was hosting, uh, Stamos' wife, um, wow. for like a political thing. So yeah, I, I, I still, she is still around and awesome. And um, I mean, she, the purple hair is, is not there anymore. But oh, uh, I was gonna, that was my next question. Is yeah, she still no, rocking no more, the purple no hair? No more purple hair. No, darn it. At least last I saw. Okay. Well, maybe she'll bring it back after we talk about this episode. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, we are opening the show in Michelle's room where Jesse and Joey are finishing up changing her diaper. They say, 17 minutes. Oh, we beat our old record by 37 minutes. And then they enthusiastically high five. Now, wait, I did the math on this. Does this mean it? Used to take them fifty four minutes to change one diaper. Uh, yes, I the math part I'm not going to attempt to do, but yes, because if they beat it by thirty seven minutes, that means that they have to add that. In. Yeah, yeah. So basically, minutes. they got to the house and they've just been changing a diaper. That's all they've been doing <laughs> the entire time that that uh, that they're there. But can I can I say? Do they? Did you see the part where they throw the baby wipes in the? Thing that is not a trash can. It's <laughs> oh no, like it's like a little, big toy. Yeah, the the stacked rings. Yeah, yeah they're using it's not it a as a diaper trash genie can. or whatever. It is just a toy that they are throwing trash in. I just yeah. had to comment on that. There, you know, that's a common thread in these first few episodes that Jesse and Joey are incompetent parents. Yes, one hundred percent. Joey comes up with this brilliant idea that if they triple change, if they triple the diaper, they'll get three times the protection, but only have to change her one-third as often. So they wrap three diapers around Michelle and grab her jammies out of the closet. Also incredibly unsanitary. <laughs> that poor child, they, uh, they, they've they never heard of diaper rash? I mean... 
can't just wrap them in three diapers, but I guess that's sort of the point. Yes. But is this what people who don't have experience around babies think you're supposed to do around babies? Like, I, it's been so long since I've I've changed a diaper that I would never think to triple diaper, though. Make, I, maybe I, get I, an I, extra absorbent nighttime diaper, but three diapers? Come on. It's a silly Look, if gag. you're wrapping a baby in three diapers, you don't even know that the diapers come in different forms. You don't even know that there's a nighttime one. All right. Anyway. Exactly. But doesn't he first suggest putting the kid in a bag, in like a trash bag oh, or yeah, something? Oh, yeah. In a hefty bag. Yeah. Yes. Again, with the kids in the bags. With a, in an oven bag, in Me- a hefty they're bag. Out of oven bags. They got to use a hefty they bag. use a hefty bag. <laughs> <laughs> so they realize they can't fit the baby who's wearing three diapers into her PJs. So they just start tying different pairs of pajamas around her waist and around her neck. <laughs> This Olsen twin, whichever one it is, is very tolerant of all right? of these machinations. Yeah. I was impressed. I was very impressed. And also, I do the same thing when I struggle putting on my pajamas. I just start tying them around random parts of my body. <laughs> hey, much easier. it works. It yeah, works. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much cooler that way. There's more airflow. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so Danny walks in and Jesse and Joey very proudly hold Michelle up and say, ta-da! <laughs> Danny is not impressed with this, and he tells the boys that he will take it from there. Jesse and Joey leave the room while Danny tells Michelle she really is a good sport, which she I, is. I wonder, is he is he really doubting his decision making at that point? You know, is Danny like, oh my, what have I done? <laughs> I think it's coming. I think it's this episode later on where he starts to question, yeah, every decision he's ever made in his life. <laughs> yeah, particularly this one about. Yes. <laughs> inviting his brother-in-law and his best friend to live with him. But that creates the stakes for the rest of the show. But yeah, I, I feel like Danny at this point is like, I've really just added two more children to the mix. <laughs> exactly. It's a very full house. Uh, we cut oh, to... Boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. That's only one. I've only done it once. Just wait. It's like, only been like three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that means there's going to be more. There's so many puns to come. <laughs> Um, We cut to Uncle Jesse's room where Uncle Jesse is singing an Elvis song while redecorating his room, which brings us to our Everywhere You Look segment where we talk about cool set deck. Cool set deck, but also do you remember John singing that song all the time? Because I do. You do? Maybe I... He would just sing that. Just that one part. Just that one part. But like that was where you could hear him around set. He'd just be walking around and like sing that, going to his room, going to the dressing room, going to craft service. So when I heard that little bit, I was like, oh, yeah, that was like your thing. It unlocked a memory. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's kind of like our version of Jody Sweeten. Right, exactly. It was just his his walking the halls thing. Yep. I love that tick of his. Um, so, yeah, okay, so we're in Jesse's room, which looks fantastic. Um, we see a jukebox. We see a pink lawn flamingo. Uh, it's not even a lawn flamingo. It is a giant flamingo. I. It's like, well, maybe there was a lawn one, but there's also like a very large a huge flamingo. One. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a, it's a blow-up flamingo. I think it's like, a, like an actual statue. Like an actual piece of statuary. Thing. Wow. Yeah, crazy. There was the sock hop uh, neon light. Yes, the sock hop neon sign, um, a blow-up saxophone, guitars on display, records on the wall, uh, and Elvis posters, of course. Oh, oh, but then the most random item of all, a postage stamp dispenser vending right? machine. 
Right. What, what is that? Like, why Why would you need a postage stamp vending why? machine? Why would you need it in your room? That You know what I mean? Where is Jesse sending letters off to? What is he? Who's he writing to? Maybe it was a collector's edition thing. Also, question, if it's taken them an hour to change one diaper, and this is still like the first night, right? Is this the... Yeah. Oh, yes. Right? So... How the hell did they get all that stuff in there? They've been working very when hard. When did they have time to move? They've been so busy changing one diaper. You know what I mean? Well, and who's watching the rest of the children while Jesse well, and Joey are changing diapers hour after hour? Right. That's who's that's who's moving them in is the kids. I mean, DJ has <laughs> obviously already proven herself to be an excellent mover. So that's okay. Never mind. I bet I, DJ, that explains it. DJ has her own moving company. It. She's moved them in. Got it. Great. Okay. Keep the, going. This is awesome. <laughs> um... Okay, so Stephanie walks in the room and asks, what happened to my room? She is upset that Jesse is covering up her pink bunnies on the wall with his Elvis posters. Postage stamp machine. She says, my mom... Oh, yeah. I mean, how rude, right? Uh, Stephanie says, my mom made those bunnies just for me. Don't you like them? And Jesse immediately rips down the Elvis poster and says, oh, he loves these bunnies. Um, Do you remember the scene? Do you remember being in the room? Do you remember the poster? I remember the bunnies. I mean, I very clearly remember the bunnies. Um, I didn't know like wallpaper bunnies were a thing. And I have to say, having seen them up close, Steph's mom did an incredible job with cutting these things. Just perfectly lined edges. They, They look fantastic um but no i remember god i remember like that i would feel the edge of them on the wall you know what i mean you could like just sort of Uh feel along the edge of the bunnies and i remember i would like trace along the edges of the bunnies in that room i don't know just a weird little memory like a tactile Mm -hmm. thing yeah very much so it's like a sensory thing yeah five-year-old jody absolutely (laughs) but i like i remember it i vividly remember it yeah Love it. Um, Danny enters to announce that it's bedtime. Joey comes to the door and tells Steph that the Sandman Express is there to pick her up. With a harmonica in his mouth, he shuffles into the room on all fours and says, all aboard. I wish somebody would still take me to bed like this. It'd be so much more fun. I'd probably, you know what I mean? I'd get much better sleep. Your husband, sleep. Mescal, won't no, uh, I feel like choo-choo you into ask. the bedroom? That'd be a lot to ask. That feels, that feels, you know what I mean? But like, just somebody, I don't know. Like, just, I want a yeah. little train ride. Do, do, do. Maybe Dave can uh, provide the service to you. Yeah, now, now Some, it's just no, weird. Okay, now, now I made it weird. Now it's weird. Okay, anyway. Now it's yep, weird. Never no, mind. I made it weird. Uh, <laughs> Steph, Stephanie jumps on his back. They say, woo-woo, and they exit the scene like a choo-choo train. I can't remember. I can't believe, though, I was that, like, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. This is just how that's my fine. brain goes. No, that's what we do. Just, that's how we do. I'm the bus driver. You're the, I, the random. Every time I see, like, me, I barely am, like, Bob's waist high and like jumping on Dave's back. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I have literally known them all of my life. It just, it hits me every time I watch something like that where I'm like, wow, like the, it really is family. I remember like being that little and jump, you know, Mm -hmm. ugh. And you were, you were tiny. I feel like you were tiny for your age or maybe you were just smart for your age. So you acted older than you were. I don't know. I mean, I know you skipped a grade and you learned how to read at age two or whatever. I don't know. You're, you you throw that fact out now. Well, and then we'll get there people, in the so. in the next episode, which is the first day of school. But let's oh, save, okay. We'll, we'll let's get, wave it. Let's save let, it. We'll save that. We're only a month into 2024, and I feel like I already need another break. Let's not pretend like the holidays were an actual break here. Buying gifts, making food, kids home from school. 
Technically, that's more work. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get away. Pack up the car and break free to embark on an adventurous weekend. What do you say, A.B.? Will you, uh, will you come with me? Well, how will we get there, Jody Sweeten? Well, may I suggest the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Oh, I have seen this car. It is stunning. Right? I am loving the new Hyundais. And the features make it the perfect vehicle to pack up the family and get away. There's available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, which is perfect when you have two kids who both want to stare at their phones rather than talk to you. I speak Mm. from experience. (laughs) Relatable. The Santa Fe's entire existence is to make sure it can take you on any adventure, stress-free, and ready to relax. Ooh, what do you say, Andrea? How about we, like, you know, time travel isn't real, but what if we, like, take it back to the uh, the late 80s and go on a phone-free weekend somewhere? Oh, yes. Let's go Let's go to Joshua Tree, <gasps> where there's not even cell, there's cell, no- cell phone service. Perfect. We, let's, go on a, let's go on a little weekend trip somewhere. Yeah. Out. We'll make, we'll make it like it's 1988. No yes. phones. No nothing. I'm going to braid my hair into a rat tail and... <laughs> Bring a guitar to sing like a ripper. It's going to be great. I'm going to put my hair up in a scrunchie with my with perm, my permed hair, Ugh. and uh, head on out in in the Hyundai. Well, we better get in line now because the Hyundai Santa Fe will become available early 2024. So, if you want to just escape your house filled with kids or your sister's widowed husband and your jingle writing partner, just go up to the snow and sing a cappella with your ripper's bandmates. This is the car to do it. Well, that is if you don't already own a motorcycle and. Maybe have a helmet. <laughs> Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Nickelodeon was kid everything. But that marked one of the darkest chapters. Three predators worked at Nickelodeon all in a short amount of time. You get comfortable with people until you're not. It made me wonder who was being hurt. Have you ever told your story publicly before? Quiet on set, an ID true crime event, Sunday at 9 on ID and stream on Max. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. All right, so now we are in DJ and Stephanie's room, and Joey, as the Sandman Express, enters the room and says, last stop, Stephanie's bed. Danny and Jesse enter and say, it's time to say goodnight. Stephanie then asks Jesse for a bedtime story, to which he responds, Uncle Jesse doesn't know any bedtime stories, to which she slyly says, yes, he does. <laughs> we know where this and is going. And he returns with, no, he doesn't. Oh, yeah, you can, you can see the setup. <laughs> 
They go back and forth like this before Steph does a sad fake cry with her hands rubbing her eyes. And or she says, I got yes, he does. lemon juice in my eyes. Well, one of the two. Or dust from Something, the set. Yeah, and, you know. it was just, I was, my eyes were itchy, really. That, yeah. So Stephanie effectively guilt trips Jesse into this bedtime story. He agrees. Stephanie jumps into DJ's bed, and then the five of them begin a story game where Stephanie starts the story and then points to a different family member to keep adding to the story in their own unique way. I remember what doing follow- that, too. I remember it. You do? Yeah. I remember sitting in that bed, like, I'm so excited. To, I don't know why I, I thought the scene was really fun because it was, you know, bouncing back and forth. And I got to make a noise instead. You know, eh, I get like that. I just oh, was, yeah. like, really like excited to show. do that. Yeah, yeah. And you were kind of in control of the game, too, pointing at the different right. adults to see whose turn it was. That may have been actually what I was enjoying was the... <laughs> being in charge. (laughs) Um, What follows is a convoluted bedtime story involving Cinderella, a big bad wolf, and a Joey Bullwinkle impression before Jesse just ends this story abruptly. DJ replies, no monsters, no witches, but that story was very scary. We end the scene with Stephanie handing her dad a bunch of storybooks and telling him, you need to study. (laughs) Oh, wait. I, I also, I have another everywhere you look moment. Oh, great. There is an Easter egg on the wall of DJ's room that's, that is like a little moment of what's to come. Maybe oh, did we me. talk about it already? Maybe we didn't. The, Maybe the we Bengals did. poster? No. No. The the Golden Retriever poster. <gasps> there, oh, I didn't notice that. There's a whole, there's a poster of a whole bunch of Golden Retriever puppies <gasps> over DJ's desk. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. Or it yeah. was just an available poster that they could use for free. Probably a that but also it golden retrievers maybe that's the poster that gave jeff the idea for the golden retriever i thought jeff always liked the golden retrievers anyway it was just an everywhere you look kind of moment i now that's all i pay attention to when like we enter a new scene i'm just looking at all of the background stuff oh good okay great good well i'm trying to figure out what's going on in the scene you're you're looking at decorations and stuff this is good that's (laughs) exactly how things went when we worked together too Um, okay, where are we? Oh, okay, now we're in the living room. And the three guys reach the front door at the same time. They're all trying to leave the house at the same time. And Danny's like, guys, wait, who is going to watch the kids? They start arguing. Jesse says he has band rehearsal. Joey says he has a 1030 slot at the laugh machine. And Danny responds that he has to do the 10 o'clock sports. So the three of them are arguing over whose job is more important and why. Well, Joey has a rubber chicken and a Grover puppet in his bag. So (laughs) I'm just saying, as far as things go, that is pretty important. You know what I mean? Yeah, like all of his arguments, like it doesn't hold any weight. If you didn't know that Joey was a comedian, then obviously with a rubber chicken and a Grover puppet in his bag, that is what makes you go, oh, he's a comedian. Right. I got it. Okay. Do we think, is he getting paid for this appearance at the Laugh Factory or the Laugh Machine? Or is it like a Look, free- as somebody that's done some stand-up before, I, I mean, not much. No, probably not. It's, <laughs> it's experience. It's he's a, getting right, paid right, with right. experience. It's, it's pay in theory. <laughs> So the three men are going back and forth, insulting each other's professions with names like Ozzy Osbourne, Rip Taylor, Bozo, and Charo. And this is a fun fact. Did you know that decades later, in 2004, Dave would appear on The Surreal Life with Charo? Well, there you go. 
I would say foreshadowing, but like there's that wasn't foreshadowing. That was just coincidental. Right, coincidental. And my guess is that that joke doesn't really land with most people anymore. Correct. Yes. Yes. And yeah, the the there's a couple in this one where I'm like, "Wait, what?" Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of wait. That that should be another segment. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> 1980s references for you and and before. Mhm. Um, after a series of back and forths, it is determined that it is Jesse who will stay behind to watch the girls. Uh, Danny apologizes to Jesse and says, I know I can trust you. The girls are upstairs sleeping. Jesse turns around to see that the girls are running down the stairs. They are not sleeping. They say, hi, Uncle Jesse. And everyone heads into the kitchen. Again, with John, Co- John parkouring over the couch. Oh, he, did he leap over the couch again? Oh, he le- he stepped on it, like one foot on the cushion, one foot on the back, one on the arm, and leapt through the thing. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was quite, I, it was quite skilled, really. D- did but. he ever take a spill or miss a step or I, fall I on his face? I don't remember. I don't remember. But that would have been embarrassing. Yeah, I don't remember any mishaps like that either. Maybe he. No, I wish I did. I know, me too. <laughs> I wish we could talk about. I, I remember my own, but yeah. <laughs> So we're in the kitchen. The girls are explaining to Uncle Jesse that dad always lets them have a late night snack when they're hungry and can't sleep. They pull ice cream out of the fridge and explain why they also need cookies. But not so fast. Jesse tells them to sit and asks, do you think I'm an idiot or something? I know what's going on here. The girls give innocent looks before Jesse says that they can have ice cream and chocolate milk, but not cookies. The girls cheer. (laughs) This is is the argument I have with myself every night. I go, okay, here's what we're doing. <laughs> you can have ice I get, cream. I get ice cream and cookies. No, 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 no. It's not what you do. Yeah. Oh, you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> um, we are now up in DJ and Stephanie's room moments later where the girls are in the middle of a huge sugar rush. We see empty containers of ice cream on the table. The girls are jumping rope and doing the hand jive. As yep. Stephanie declares, she cannot stop jumping and she may never sleep again. I'm impressed with your endurance in this scene because you you just had to jump for like I mean, five I minutes was, straight. That's the power of being, you know, five, right? Yeah. You can just jump and run and you, you get up from a chair and just run for no reason. You know, that's just what you do at five. Yeah. Very now, limber. I was, I was looking at it going, oh, my knees, that would have sucked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and Candace get to eat this ice cream? Like, did you ask no, if you could was, taste it or tell no, me about the ice cream? it was, but I do remember like the weird sort of faded purple color on it because I matched the, my outfit like matched the, um, the uh, ice cream container. Oh. But I don't think we got to eat really too much of it that I remember, but I just remember it being like the containers were all sticky and Ew, everywhere. Yeah. 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 And I remember, I, I don't think I'd ever heard that Zorro whatever song. The, the jumping rope song, oh. like I, I feel like mine were like more Miss Mary or stuff like yeah. that, but I'd never heard that one before. That took me that took me back not too far, but we did a Fuller House episode where we had to jump rope up in the up in Kimmy's room oh in the attic, together. and that was like, but and I was in my forties then, so that like I'm like That's, this is not happening. This is Can not. We please rewrite this bit because like did it they? Was, I don't. Think I was they not did. coordinated. I don't remember. Oh, that's right. We had to jump rope together. Together. We, it was, I right. We had to, with, because, yeah, we had, were like jumping. We the were thing. tied together with a fake umbilical cord. Right, right, and right. So we had to jump. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I, I think they wrote that part out. I think, I think that, that one, 
was yeah. like, this isn't happening. <laughs> like, don't, don't make 40-year-old women jump rope on a right. stage, please. <laughs> uh, the girls hear music playing downstairs, and DJ says to Stephanie, party time. <laughs> then we get to this epic scene in the living room. Uh, we see Jesse and his band, which is called Jesse and the Rippers, although we don't know that yet. No, but there are some, there are some of the Rippers in the background. Gary Griffin. There's some of the Rippers. Yes. Annie Cordola. Oh, yep. you remember their names. Great. Recall. I still talk to them. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. so good. How are they doing? They're doing well. They're doing Aww. very well. That's awesome. I, Lanny actually taught me to play guitar on later episodes of oh, Full wow. House. Aww. That was who taught me how. But, uh, but yes, we see the Rippers for the first time. And can I tell you, too, like looking also at the Rippers who have been around for 30 some odd years I'm like oh my the, we were all they were babies they were all babies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Gary Griffin had some pretty awesome yellow pants that's all I'm saying <laughs> they were like highlighter yellow he tried to convince me that he was like he had this backstory in his mind that he was actually like Gary Gibbler like he was a Gibbler like my long, long locks and this is only an idea that he had in his head I'm convinced this was not like canon or whatever but so <laughs> I, but I was like, all right, be, you want right? to be my Uncle Gibbler? Sure, why not? You then you never really talked to him, though, when you saw him. Maybe he was, no. it was like, oh, he's in the band. Fine, fine. He's there, you know, <laughs> but you're not going to talk to him. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jesse tells his bandmates that they have to be quiet because the three girls are sound asleep upstairs. So they start to play Which awkwardly. is why you invite an entire band <laughs> into your living room to, pl- to bring their instruments. Yes. Also, have you ever seen a band set up? That takes a while. There, you got to right. run chords in and the thing and loading in a drum kit. It was a, they, who has time for this? Who has time for this? But not only that, they did it in record time. Right. It was in the process of eating a bowl of ice cream. There was a band in the <laughs> living room. So, well, maybe it's because Michelle was triple diapered that they had time on. They their need hands. to do live shows. Is all I'm saying. They can just strike a set like nobody's business. Okay. <laughs> So the band starts to play awkwardly with no real amplified sound. When DJ and Stephanie appear at the top of the stairs, dressed in their cute 80s rock clothes, and they yell over the balcony. Who dressed us? Who did our hair? I loved your hair. This is my question. The teased hair. I'm not saying it didn't look great. The tease, the uh, the little half up, half down side pony, the whole outfit. I felt so cool in that outfit. Let me tell you, I felt so cool. Because Roberta Hayes mm-hmm. uh, and Gina Traconis, our wardrobe, um, our costumers for women's wardrobe, the, Roberta especially was just super cool. And so she was really excited to get to like put us in fun little outfits. And I remember the like ripped jeans and it was so not something that like I normally would wear. And oh, right. I just, I felt really, really cool. You guys and looked I had purple hair. Very cool. Oh yes. You looked so cool and but you still age appropriate. Like it wasn't like you were in slutty no, clothes. No, no. Like you no, guys looked no, adorable. No. adorable. No, we just looked I mean, I had I look, I had like matching socks and scrunchy socks and a scrunchie and a thing. It was all very eighties. But again, who did the hair? It looks so great. Who put, you know, these, it's like a 10 and a five-year-old. I, let me tell you what my kids looked like at 10 and five walking out of the house, okay? My mom was like, are you sure you want them out in public like that? Meanwhile, Steph and DJ at 11 p.m. after jumping rope are like fashion plates. I love They're it. Ready. It's great. They're ready. I love it's, sitcom land. 
The sitcom land is the best place to live. (laughs) Your hair looks the best there for sure. (laughs) For sure. Jesse says, you're supposed to be in bed. What would your dad say? DJ reassures Jesse that her dad would be totally okay with them being up this late. He would say, why is there a band in my living room? (laughs) That's what he would say. There's a lot of things he would say. He'd be like, obviously the kids are awake. There is a band in my living room. (laughs) That's what he would say. Um... So DJ now goes over to Raven and comments on the purple streaks in her hair. And Raven yep. says, sure, DJ, I'll show you how to, how to do it. It sprays right on. The doorbell rings. DJ answers it, and it's the pizza guy. Again, she assures Jesse that 11 o'clock pizza is totally normal. <laughs> the pizza guy then asks if he can check out the band. And DJ says, come in. Open party. This is how every 80s movie uh, party montage starts, though. Is like some pizza, some dude in a pizza, like, hey, bro, can I check out the band? And then, like, then all of a sudden it's party montage. Ah! And then they cut to, you know, the parents coming home. So that, yeah, that was totally right on brand for like 1987. But like this. You just invite 10 pizza guys into your house. Of course you do. A 10 year old. A 10 year old. Says he can come, like, this is giving shades of it's always open. Like, the Tanners are not concerned about house safety at all. Like, just anybody can come in at any time. Right? For, yeah. I mean, for, you know, a a sort of quote-unquote model family of stuff, they're really, they're they're skating very dangerously (laughs) close to public safety issues, you know? (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. A 10-year-old just, and a 10-year-old invites you into a house and you're like, okay, (laughs) Cool. Like, this is not odd in Full House Land. This is totally normal. Maybe that's something they did in San Francisco in 1987. Maybe it was just, I don't know. It was a trend back then? I don't know. I mean, it appeared in a lot of movies. I guess that was just a thing people did. What do I know? (laughs) So we cut to later in the night. DJ and Steph are dancing on the speakers with the purple spray in their hair while Uncle Jesse and the band are singing Little Sister by Elvis Presley. Thrilled. Your dance moves are so cute in this. You're doing, like, I don't even know what these moves are called, but you are so cute. You and Candace both, like, at, are rocking at out. At one point, I do notice that I tried to, like, do the, the snake, but, mm-hmm. like, kids, like, the fluidity isn't always there, so I just was, like, <laughs> like just doing this weird movement. Like a broken I, neck movement. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got a little better with that as time went on, but I, I was, I didn't care. I was so into it. I was, like, I am on a speaker dancing to music i was having the best time um, oh i could tell i could that tell. was yeah that was who i was at five which i think really should have been a, a tipping point for a lot of people but i <laughs> <laughs> that was the first red flag. yeah i was like this is where i belong it should have been like hmm, okay um but yeah i loved that scene it was so much fun oh it looked fun pizza guy and all you know (laughs) pizza guy was there to party right um well then joey walks in the door and yells conga and starts a conga line around the living room room. no one's playing elvis no one's playing a conga (laughs) does he care no no congas were also big in 80s movies guy and they start a conga Was that a thing that people did? Just congaing around? Well, you know what? Wait. Gloria Stefan. St- I, I take it all back. Of course. <laughs> Come on. I say, of course, congas were a thing. Never mind. There weren't nearly enough conga lines in Fuller House. Like, I, I, I love this. You know what? I think there was one, and I, I'm pretty sure I said that was too many. So <laughs> yes. I think. <laughs> 
I think actually we're, I, I think there was a conga line actually, and I was on crutches. <laughs> oh, yes. I think you so, got out of that conga yeah, line, right? Yep, yeah, I, that, was, that was one too many for me. <laughs> and this is where it started, my hatred of conga lines. Yeah, it started young. I can see why. Danny walks in the front door at this very moment. He takes in the scene before him. The band stops the music. Joey leans into Jesse and says, boy, are you going to get it? <laughs> Danny yells, how could you possibly let this happen? Joey makes excuses for himself, declaring that he is a congaholic. And I can see both Bob and Dave start to break here. Like they are yep. so trying to crack each other up. Oh, yeah. And they're so trying to not laugh. It is yep. wonderful to watch <laughs> <laughs> from this perspective. It really is. It, it's, yeah, watching it, like you can see when they're just, they, they can't look each other in the eye. They can't, you know what I mean? Like they just are ready to absolutely crack up. And that's yeah. a trick that I feel like you and I have perfected too, because we would easily get in those moves where I could not. Yeah, it's like look right, acted look right, right here in the middle of my forehead, right at your the the hairline on your forehead. <laughs> Sometimes, which is equally as distracting at. because then it feels like you're doing a scene with someone who's had a stroke because they're looking <laughs> like they're looking wow. not at you. Well, no, it just it looks like there's it, it's distracting because you're not making eye contact. Because if we make eye contact, well, we're gonna laugh. Sorry for being funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for making your life enjoyable, A.B. Hey, don't uh, apologize for that. Back to congas, okay? Back to congas. <laughs> back to the important... Yeah. And not... That sounded totally inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> DJ and Stephanie try to sneak out, but Danny tells them they are in just as much trouble. DJ tries to explain, but Jesse stops her, and he takes the blame instead. We hear Michelle start crying at this moment, and everyone heads upstairs to Michelle's room. Because there's a baby in the house with a band. Wait, with a band. With a band in the house with a baby. What are you doing, sir? How did any? What if the baby's been crying for an hour? Nobody could hear it. Nobody could hear her. Nobody. Nobody asked me. No, but nobody could hear her, you know? like I, Well, and in later seasons, or you'd have to have like a baby monitor established just to prove that you're not like a terrible parent. But I don't remember seeing a baby monitor in this uh It, it was in the this 80s. There was, was, the a, 80s. There was a, care. literally a commercial that asked, do you know where your kids are at 10 p.m.? <laughs> and a majority of people were like, no, nope. I just know they're not here bothering me. So <laughs> I really think the whole thing was very, the landscape of parenting was very different. Because apparently yes. you having a band in your living room was totally fine with a baby. <laughs> well, I guess that's the thing. It, was, it wasn't, right? So that's, that's part of the joke. But still, a baby. It's a baby. And a band. We're only a month into 2024, and I feel like I already need another break. Let's not pretend like the holidays were an actual break here. Buying gifts, making food, kids home from school. Technically, that's more work. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get away. And pack up the car and break free to embark on an adventurous weekend. What do you say, A.B.? Will you, uh, will you come with me? Well, how will we get there, Jody Sweeten? Well, may I suggest the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Oh, I have seen this car. It is stunning. Right? I am loving the new Hyundais. And the features make it the perfect vehicle to pack up the family and get away. There's available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, which is perfect when you have two kids who both want to stare at their phones rather than talk to you. I speak mm. from experience. <laughs> Relatable. The Santa Fe's entire existence is to make sure it can take you on any adventure stress-free, 
and ready to relax. Ooh, what do you say, Andrea? How about we like, you know, time travel isn't real, but what if we like take it back to the uh, the late 80s and go on a phone-free weekend somewhere? Oh, yes. Let's go. Let's go to Joshua Tree. Where there's not even cell cell, no, cell phone service, perfect. We let's go on a let's go on a little weekend trip somewhere. Yeah. out we'll make we'll make it like it's 1988. No yes. phones, no nothing. I'm gonna braid my hair into a rat tail and <laughs> bring a guitar to sing like a ripper. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna put my hair up in a scrunchie with my with perm my permed hair <gasps> and uh, head on out in in the Hyundai. Well, we better get in line now because the Hyundai Santa Fe will become available early 2024. So if you want to just escape your house filled with kids or your sister's widowed husband and your jingle writing partner, just go up to the snow and sing acapella with your Ripper's bandmates. This is the car to do it. Well, that is if you don't already own a motorcycle and maybe have a helmet. (laughs) Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Nickelodeon was kid everything. But that marked one of the darkest chapters. Three predators worked at Nickelodeon all in a short amount of time. You get comfortable with people until you're not. It made me wonder who was being hurt. Have you ever told your story publicly before? Quiet on set. An ID true crime event. Sunday at 9 on ID and stream on Max. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. So Michelle is crying in her room, we find out, because she is teething, which Danny describes as, imagine a sharp, pointy, calcified projectile ripping and knifing its way through your soft, tender gum tissue. Very I feel like projectile is the wrong word in that sentence. Just, mm-hmm. I, I'd ask your opinion as an English major, but yeah, I... Projectile to me feels like something that is moving through space, but that's... It would have to project. Well, maybe he meant it's like projecting through the gum, but it, yeah, it's. I agree. It's not, not the best choice of words, but it's okay. It adds to the I mean, the whole thing sounds terrifying, really, it does. and awful. I'm like, well, her tooth is just coming out. Like, that's it. It's not, it's also, not that She's deep, already Danny. got like five teeth. She's, <laughs> she's been teething for a while. Right. Um, Danny gives her a teething ring, which she immediately throws out of her crib. Jesse offers to help and sticks his finger in her mouth. Miraculously, she stops crying. Gross. Again, yeah. unsanitary. You've just been playing a guitar, sir, with a band mm-hmm. uh, with people. 
And maybe Look, eating you, pizza too. And eating things with a random pizza delivery man, and you're going to just take your finger and stick it in a baby's mouth? I again, yeah. questionable. I, I had the same reaction. I didn't know if I if I was just um, overcompensating because uh, you know, in post COVID times here, I'm just like, oh, don't stick your finger in that person. Yeah, but like, no, I mean, it's, I it's, guess, it's I, I, yeah, I, I maybe you know, again. Where were you, where are your kids? You know, with fingers. It, people were giving kids like car keys to chew on, right? <laughs> that were probably like dipped in lead paint. So I this, you know what? I again have to remember to view it with a different lens. Right, right. How, how did we survive all of this? Um, Danny takes this moment to scold Jesse about not being adult enough to take care of the kids. He says, "Well, your brain isn't working tonight, but your finger is doing great." He exits the room, leaving Jesse with his finger in Michelle's mouth as a human teething ring. <laughs> we cut to DJ and Stephanie's room, where Stephanie says, Uncle Jesse was the best babysitter ever. And DJ responds, yeah, but I think he's in big trouble. There's a knock on the door. And the girls turn off the lights and hustle into their beds and fake snore and fake being asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I- Comple- yeah. it was almost as good as my fake crying. Oh, yeah. And I love the lighting placement here. Like, as soon as DJ turns off the lights, like, suddenly there's, like, spotlights directly over your head. So we well, can see your faces. Well, those are obviously skylights from the the roof, which has an attic above it, which <laughs> we don't see. But that's not neither here nor there. So, that's all right. But it's beautifully placed and it's lit. On, beautifully right lit. On the, yeah, it's beautifully lit. <laughs> uh, Danny enters the room. The girls squint their eyes and pretend they are just waking up. Stephanie says, is it morning? Which is so precious. <laughs> Danny starts to talk to the girls about how irresponsible Uncle Jesse is when he happens to look down and see the empty cartons of ice cream. Uh-oh. The girls wait, are caught. Wait, wait, But weren't the kids, we, he walked in, we were like dancing on the speaker, right? Oh, yeah. When Danny walked in. Yeah. So he can't really only be mad at Jesse. Like, he, you know what I mean? I'd be yeah. like, you, get, you know, I wouldn't be like, Jesse's really irresponsible. I'd be like, you were very well dressed and your hair looks amazing, by the way, but you were dancing <laughs> on a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Jesse is the adult. Like, he was the That's adult true. left That's in true. charge. So ultimately, I feel like the, the responsibility falls on him. Although, you know, D, DJ and Stephanie are... are, are Easily just as at That's fault. True. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying, like, until he finds the ice cream, he's pretty quick to let these kids off the hook. Yes, he's definitely quick to give you guys the benefit of the doubt until he sees these empty ice cream cartons. Which we were terrible at getting rid of, apparently. We cleaned all of it up off the record player mm-hmm. and then... Left it on the floor. Left it sitting under the table? That was stupid. That was you- very dumb of us. You were you were more interested in jumping rope and doing the hand jive than cleaning right, up the mess. And clean, well, we cleaned it all off of everything. The dripping is gone, but we didn't throw away the evidence. Mm-mm. I mean, Mm-mm. that's pretty typical, though. I've seen how my kids try and get rid of stuff. Rookie mistake. Yeah, they're <laughs> awful. Uh, D- DJ comes clean about everything and promises that they will apologize to Uncle Jesse. DJ asks, are we going to be in trouble? And Stephanie interrupts and says, but wait, before you answer that, she goes over to the chest at the end of her bed and retrieves a stale piece of pizza and says, we saved you a piece of pizza. As you, I mean, that's where I keep my pizza. That's a good peace offering, and I think. Stale piece of pizza. If some, I mean, it's not that stale. You know, what? what at most, it's, uh, what, two hours old? You know, it's not that stale. It's probably still a little bit warm after being in that, that box. Easily edible, for sure, still. 
for sure. Yeah, totally fine. By the way, did you see this blow up Weeble doll in the background? Oh my God, I wrote it down. Weeble, weeble wobble. wobble. It's the weeble. It's a we- weeble. The weeble wobbles, but it won't fall down. Do you remember <laughs> yes, those? Yes. Yes. They were so fun. And I just, I remember I would punch the crap out of that thing and it, you it's know. It's a great stress reliever. It, yeah. 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 But I didn't, I didn't see the weeble wobble in any of the previous episodes. So I think this is a new, a new appearance. It was like probably tucked in a corner or something, but it was very prominently featured right in between. Oh, yeah. uh, it was a three shot basically <laughs> of, of DJ Steph and the weeble wobble in the background. Really kind of pulling focus. I was a little upset, you know, I mean, buddy, tell me darn weeble okay. was upstaging you. <laughs> It's just really <laughs> seriously. Uh, we cut to Michelle's room where Jesse still has his finger in her mouth. He asks her the meaning has of he, life. Has he washed his hands yet? <laughs> Jesse says, "You know what? It's bedtime." And he carries Michelle out of her room and into Jesse's bedroom. DJ and Steph walk in to offer their apologies to Uncle Jay and promise that they will try to do better. Stephanie says, "You can cover up my bunnies if you want." Oh, Steph, no, no, Steph, don't let anyone cover up your bunnies. She feels bad. Jesse says, well, your bunnies are starting to grow on me. Steph says, we really love you. And Jesse replies, I love you too. But the next time you pull that stuff on me, I am still gonna love you. Oh, that's such a sweet moment. And there's a perfectly timed coup from Michelle that was genuine i don't think she you know she wasn't prompted to do that she just cooed right at the but didn't we no we had baby we had remember the baby lady that made the baby noises yeah but i think this was an organic coo (laughs) (laughs) i think this was just like she was just i want to make so many jokes about an organic coo right now (laughs) but i'm not going to you but practice your restraint jody (laughs) farm to table Farm to table coup. <laughs> Anyways, it's such a sweet moment. <laughs> from a genuine baby. This was such a great moment from Jesse, who has trying to been he's been trying to prove how like what a tough guy he is, and he's not really a like a kid person. But then he admits to the girls that he's got a giant blow-up flamingo <laughs> and a, an inflatable saxophone. Okay, sir. Sit down. You're not that much of an adult. <laughs> he's really okay? not. He's really not. Yeah. Um Okay, where are we? Oh, they all hug. <laughs> The, we're right after the organic coup. Okay, the, right after the organic coup. <laughs> Danny right. walks in, followed by Joey, who says, "Well, I couldn't find the teething ring, so I got the next best thing—an ice cold carrot finger." No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's just a finger that they've kept in the freezer. <laughs> sorry, this that this took a dark turn. I'm sorry, sorry. I was thinking of uh, of uh, the Big Lebowski. Like, want to tell? You get you tell by three o'clock. It's a great it movie. Is a, Don't it you is, dare! It is, but this is Full House. We're they're using an ice cold carrot, full on carrot with like the green, the green. Is, right? is that a carrot in your pocket? <laughs> with a with stalks and every the it's like he just ripped yes. it out of the ground. Yes, like who buys a carrot like, like a that? Bit, a Bugs Bunny carrot. It is a full sized carrot. It's right. not like a baby carrot or anything. And it didn't even set up a Bugs Bunny joke, which I was surely thought. I thought so too, or an impression. Like I wonder if that's what I mean. I thought for sure we were going there, and it didn't because they were short on time. They needed to cut cut some jokes. So, but yeah, that was a that would have been a great setup. So they left the carrot in the pocket, (laughs) but got the joke. Um, Danny apologizes to Jesse and gets emotional, saying how much the girls mean now, especially with Pam gone. 
Jesse mentions how he's only been there for 12 hours. That's 12 what I'm hours saying. since they moved where, in. There, how did, all, where did all this stuff come from? Jesse rolled up on a motorcycle from Reno, okay, which with uh, Hulk Hogan's ex-sister-in-law, <laughs> all right? He rolled up on a motorcycle with a guitar in no case strapped to his back. Now, all of a sudden, he's got a case and a flamingo, and Joey's got a mannequin. Where did the mannequin come from? He walked in with dirty laundry. Now, we've got a planetary system in the alcove and matching shirts. I'm just impressed with the, with I'm, the speed. I'm blown away. The if speed is, with which they have again, caused DJ's so Again, DJ's moving company, I'm telling you, it is on time. They get in, they get out, they do the job quickly. <laughs> Quickly, because DJ moved all of that out and back. back, and the guys moved their stuff in all in less than 12 hours. Uh, by the way, uh, one of which they were spending right. changing a diaper. So really 11 right. hours right. They've, they've been there. 11 hours. They have packed a lot into these 12 hours, for sure. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a very busy day. It has. It's been a very, there's been a band, there's been... A move uh, in. There's been a carrot. There's been a disappearing child. There's been a kid in a pot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, this. Yes. There's so much happening. happening in this house. Um, Danny explains that it's okay to say no and that kids need limits. Uh, Joey joins this conversation, saying, "You know, he was an only child, so he only had imaginary brothers and sisters." Feels great to be in a real house with real people, and then he turns to look behind him and says, "Isn't that right, Leon?" Which I assume is the imaginary Does, brother that he's referring to. Well, I know that. I get the I got You the look joke. confused. I'm not that. Well, I was, but not about. I thought he said Leah. Oh, is it Leah? Was it Leon? Maybe it's Leah. I don't know. My hearing is terrible. So, so is it mine. could it could be Leon. Um, yeah, Leon, Leah. Right into the it, show. Tell us who you think. Is it he, the imaginary Leah, Leah or Leon? It's Leah Tannerino. <laughs> Is who it is. That's who I heard was Leah Tanner. Watch your diction. <laughs> Unless you've got a carrot in your pocket. Okay. <laughs> now we're getting slap happy. Um, Joey yells conga and the guys do the conga oh, out of again? the room. <laughs> and that is our episode. Because that's what you do. And the band's already gone. That was quick. I mean, I am the speed at which. The Tanner family moves is efficient. I will say Man, that. I, I, I would love to have this kind of efficiency in my life where I just go right. into one room and I come out and the, the living room is completely cleaned up. Right? And, and to be surrounded by completely inept people and still be that efficient. I mean, my God. That's just, it's definitely an alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Like, I love watching the show and seeing all of those things that, like, obviously, you know, or what, like, don't make sense or whatever. But, like... That you watch the show and and that you're so connected to these people and the story and what's going on and also that that you know you know it's a sitcom but like that you're so in it that of course you don't think about that stuff you know what I mean like we think about it because we've seen it and we do it and that's we're you know being silly about it but like it was such a great establishing moment of like who everybody in the house mm -hmm. was in this mm -hmm. episode I, I noticed just how much chemistry the cast has already I mean this is only episode two. And you guys already have yeah. so much chemistry, especially between the three guys. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Um, I loved it. It's yeah, yeah. I really, really did. You know what I will say too is that the one thing I noticed, and we see this in in the a couple episodes, 
DJ was a little devious. She did not mm. turn out that way. Right. She was kind of a goody two shoes. I wonder later if, on, like, the, not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I wonder if the, um, you know, if that, if there, she might have been like, maybe it would have been DJ in the bathroom smoking with Gia. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Alternate yeah. universe. Yeah. Just saying. Food for thought. But yeah, it's just funny. DJ seems to be the one that's like, hey, let's go mm-hmm. do this. Let's go get ice cream. Let's yeah, she's go. the instigator. Yeah, And later on, I feel like Steph is the yeah, instigator. You swap roles later on in the, in the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love this. Uh, I love this type of bottle episode where it's just it's focused really on just the immediate family. Like there's not too many guest stars coming in and out. Um, it's really just. A, well, there's the pizza there's guy. A, there's the pizza guy. And there there's is the, the pizza band. Guy. But aside from that. And there's just, the band. Aside from the extra eight people that are in that, the living room for three scenes, I'd say there's not a lot of extra people in it. Aside from that, it's, it's just well, the six of you. That, aside from that huge party scene, I'd say there's really not a big change in how many people are in the house. Uh, the world is small, but the house is full. <laughs> nice save. Well, any other remaining thoughts about this episode? Or are you uh, ready to wrap it up and move on? I, uh, I You know... I think I have interrupted you enough. <laughs> I, I have. Uh, I'm so sorry. That's that's going to be the note that we get. Tell Jody no, to that's shut okay because we're but we're I, so close. We're friends. We talk over each other all the time. I'm not bumped by this at all because this is just like I'm so. <laughs> she's like, look, this is actually her reined in. Right. This is how it. You know, right? I'm being conscientious of it. Uh, but no, I my brain. The, you know, your brain is like the layout of the whole thing, and mine is like, oh my god, look at that stupid thing <laughs> over there. So. Yep. Right, exactly. So if I don't, you know, if I, 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 I just, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you a bunch. If I did, do not apologize. I mean, I didn't mean. <laughs> oh, I'm not apologizing to you. I'm, I'm letting the listeners know. Oh, okay, good. That it, it, just deal with it, okay, guys. This is how it's gonna be. <laughs> this is what we do. This is how we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanneritos, don't forget to tell us what you want to know, what questions you have, uh, what stories you want us to tell. Uh, let us know on our social media at. How Rude Podcast, or you can email us at howrudepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Can't wait to hear from you guys. And remember, the world is small, but the house is full. Jody Sweeten. Andrea Barber. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Andrea Barber. That's it. Yep. That's the one. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long. 
which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.